Welcome in to our Wasted Time Fantasy Podcast. hey hey Do any? Do either of you guys know what that uh, intro is from? No. Whitney Houston. Sounds very familiar, but... <laughs> it's not Whitney Houston. No. That was a close mm. one. Uh, that is from a Goofy movie. <laughs> oh, we were talking about that last night, actually. We were, no, yes. Awesome. <laughs> the Goofy movie has some bangers. Powerline is elite mm-hmm. and modeled off of Michael Jackson and Ooh. Prince. So. Speaking of movies, um, we watched a movie last night. Cole, would you like to introduce the movie we just watched last night? <laughs> yeah. So and if then you, as to why we watched it? Yeah. If you tune into our Waste of Time podcast, you'll know that I'm a big Wallace and Gromit, specifically Curse of the Way Rabbit <laughs> fan. And it's been stolen from... I've never taken it in a draft because it's been stolen from me in two different drafts. Yep. One in which Will drafted Wallace and Gromit, and then I specified like Curse of the Way Rabbit, right? Well, that's that's Wait. a that's a very quick assumption because there are several Wallace and Gromit movies, and I didn't know any of them. But <laughs> I also just realized it's been stolen from you three times. What's wait? What because I stole uh, Gromit in the oh, animated character, yeah, or animated character. You drafted Gromit, yeah. Okay. That's I guess hilarious. that was gone in that episode. It's um, <laughs> very funny, but yeah. So I thought, well, one because Luke. If he had seen it, he like didn't remember it, um, and so we decided to all watch it, um, and it was a ton of fun. Um, it's such a good movie, legitimately good movie. I had forgotten it, like I had forgotten like everything about it. Um, so I was worried it wouldn't hold up, but it was very good. It's one of those movies that definitely holds up because it's super sarcastic, super clever, British humor. It's self-aware, too. yeah. Like it makes fun of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Super goofy, yeah. So, we are recording this one. Goofy movie. So quirky. Goofy movie. Yes, so quirky. quirky movie. <laughs> um, I love me some Gorgonzola. Um, <laughs> we are recording this as, you know, we, we do a lot of talk about fantasy stuff, and most of it's on social media, like we've been doing some posts, but we wanted to occasionally include a podcast, and so today we have two things on the docket. We're going to go through Are My Guys so those are guys that we're calling our shot on, being like, these are guys I'm targeting in every draft. I love them. Going to be huge fantasy producers. We're basically I'm just... going to move this a little bit down because we do have video. Video? If you're listening, this will be posted as a podcast, but it'll also be posted on YouTube. Let's go. So you can follow along with the draft because the other thing we're doing is we're doing a mock draft, 12-team, half PPR. Ooh. Um, yeah, so we're really excited to do that. We'll post that on socials at some point for people to vote on nice. see who had the best draft. So that'll be fun. So, okay. So Cole, we're basically you, just giving our lambs up for slaughter by announcing <laughs> our, my guys before our draft tomorrow, but I'm okay with that. I would just say if you are a blind squirrel listening to this and you take a, my guy when you actually like a different guy better out of spite, know that I'm going to be really hurt by that. <laughs> I don't think this really applies to me because I don't think any of the blind squirrels are going to take my, <laughs> my, my <laughs> rankings with any, any seriousness whatsoever. <laughs> so we'll see where this goes. <laughs> and I was telling Luke, I think a problem with the way that I rank players um, is I focus too much at, like them as football players and not as fantasy players. Like I'm a yeah. huge Josh Jacobs fan, probably not going to touch my fantasy, but I think he's an, like an incredible running back. I would yeah. just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just so guilty of, Oh, I want to pick this player. Cause I think he looks really good. There are also guys that like, I really like, like, I think TJ Hawkinson has a chance to just be a target monster, but he's going in a range where like I'll never take him in a fantasy draft yeah. unless he drops a lot. Mm-hmm. For me See, personally, at least. I'm the same way, but 
see, I see the football players as like Bears players, and so it's, <laughs> just draft them that way. Uh, but I actually like TJ Hawkinson. We can talk about it. We can yeah, talk about talk it into about the draft. We can go ahead. We're going to start out with our my, my guys. Go around. Did each you of almost say three. Minecraft? <laughs> <laughs> I did not. <laughs> you said we're going to start my, out with our Minecraft. We're going to also, if any of you guys are into Minecraft, I'm always looking for new buddies there. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cole, do you want to start us off with your first my guy? Yeah, I'll start us off, and uh, I'm going to start off with not only my my guy, but my MVP for the Ooh. year candidate in real life football. In in, in real life football, yeah. yeah. I'm taking Matthew Stafford as my first my guy. I believe all of the hype around he doesn't he didn't have a good team, didn't have a good line, not amazing supporting cast, et cetera, et cetera. I believe that in this new offense he will succeed. His current ADP is a uh, is around the eighth round, and he was the consensus fifteen quarterback according to the fantasy footballers UDK. Um, so he, I mean. He's just easy for pickings at the end. You don't have to spend up for a quarterback. And I think, I personally think he's going to end in the top seven quarterbacks, uh, fantasy-wise, which is just amazing value if you can get him in the eighth round or later. He's nice where he, um, the Rams typically have been a very run-heavy team under Mm -hmm. Sean McVay. They throw it around a lot, but like their main focus would be the run. They have some great weapons, though. With Cam Akers getting hurt. That's part of the reason he got propelled Mm -hmm. was I think they're going to have to lean on the passing game more. Mm -hmm. And Daryl Henderson is a really solid receiving back. Yeah. And so. I think he's a fine back too, but he's not Cam Akers. So as far as like your game plan is going to have to change uh, with Cam Akers out. Mm -hmm. I like Matthew Stafford a lot too um, as the player, like as a for sure. I mean, just watch him in Detroit. For however many, I mean, he's there for like a decade, but he was he's he's really good and he's he's really clutch. Um, I think he has an incredible arm. The like the, the biggest concern, I, I also think Sean. I'm also a Sean McVay guy. I think Sean McVay can be a really good coach. I mean, he. I'm looking at Jared Goff's stats here. I mean, he had like there was a point. There there was also a, there there was a point where people looked at Jared Goff and were like, this guy like isn't like amazing, but like he puts up really good, really good numbers. Mm-hmm. And he was a fantasy relevant quarterback. And then there was also a point where everyone was like, Jared Goff sucks. No one should touch him. Oh, he put up <laughs> 32 Barf. touchdowns. I mean, 32, 28, 22, like this is solid. And Matthew Stafford is unbelievably more talented than um, Jared Goff. I just am concerned about the first year in the system. I think, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not like super schooled in this, in this like, you know, data, but I don't know how many, Quarterbacks have come into a new system so far into their career and then immediately performed at an elite level. And I'm not necessarily saying you're Tom saying Brady. this. I was about <laughs> well, to, Tom Brady's. That's yeah, what I, I was I about know, to bring up. Tom Brady up, was the offensive coordinator for that team. So yeah. I mean, oh, that's what I was about to bring up is Tom Brady when he switched teams. It took him half a season to really get acclimated yeah, to that true. offense. He eventually figured it out, but like, and it wasn't that he was like super bad the first half of the season. But the Bucks weren't. Looking that great. Had he wasn't playing that great at the beginning of the season. And then by the end, he was dialing it up. Yeah. But like it does take time acclimating to a new system. The only other stat that I want to bring up. So his 2020 season wasn't great. But also, to be fair, the Lions weren't amazing. Yeah. He was consensus 15. But in 2019, I mean, he only played eight games because he was injured. But of the eight games, he finished as the top five fantasy relevant quarterback half of the time. He was uh, f- some. He finished second one week, uh, but he had two fourth place, fourth place, 
fourth place <laughs> finishes and then one fifth place as well as a sixth. So over half of his starts were top five QB on the 2019 Lions. Yeah. All right, nice, Matthew Stafford. I'll go ahead and hop into my first my guy since we've already mentioned him. Uh, it's Tom Brady. And so from a Bills fan, that hurts a little bit because he had to watch him dominate for so, so long um, when he was on the Patriots. But like I said, one of the big things with the Bruce Arian system, that's typically one of the harder systems to acclimate to. And it took him a little bit of time to get going with that. But by the end of the year, he was dialing it up. They have crazy weapons there. They have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown looked really good uh, last year once he joined the team. Even Rob Gronkowski is still a presence in the red zone. Uh, And the thing with Tom Brady, Bruce Arian system, they love to air it out. And last year, after a slower start to the year, he finished the year with 40 touchdowns. And by the end of the year, he was lighting it up. He had 40 touchdowns? He had 40 touchdowns. And so I think year two in that system, I'm not going to believe Tom Brady is washed until I see it. Year two in that system, I think he is easily a candidate for 40 touchdowns again. And if he gets that, he's going to well outperform his ADP, which right now he is in the eighth round, uh, similar to Stafford. So you're not having to spend one of those huge picks on there. What is he? He's something like the uh, ninth, tenth quarterback off the board, somewhere somewhere around there. And so he is, I think he has great upside. I think with the weapons there, the only way that he fails next year and doesn't return on his value is if he just falls off the cliff like Peyton Manning did. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to believe that's the case with Tom Brady until (laughs) I see it. It's funny because you listen to all the fantasy football podcasts and the experts, and I feel like everyone's kind of, like, I, at least I haven't heard anyone that's like, he's going to fall off the cliff because everyone's terrified to say it because they know that it's going to look so bad when he doesn't or if he doesn't. So it's like, and it's, it's like I, I well, this is the am full on will. board with you where, you, where, you, where you're saying like, I won't believe it till I see it. He's 42 or 43. 43. Like, dude, I mean... If he's doing it he's at 42, so can he do it at 43? Like, what's the... He's I mean, immortal, I think. It's crazy. <laughs> you have to just call it stability as well, as far as the team. Like, returning mm-hmm. every starter, like... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they returned every... twenty, All 22, like, players. It's crazy. So, I mean, having that stability... Like, because with Peyton Manning, the team changed a lot, too. I mean, obviously, Peyton Manning just literally, like, looked like he had gotten beaten with a bat before the season. Um, but... There were some team changes as well. Um, not the case with Tom Brady. I just think he provides great value in the eighth round. Has 40 touchdown upside. And by the end of the year was really turning it on. So I'm all in on Tom Brady as a late value. I'll also say, for the most part, I'm against early quarterback drafting. Like Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, even Josh Allen. Like They cost so much in the draft right now to like you're passing on really really good players and you need them to be a difference maker to pass up on guys which they very well can be but like those are those are the three highest off the board right now and it's just it's a it's a gamble mm-hmm. to invest that high i like that um i'll go next uh so i have a quarterback i'm gonna i'm gonna save the quarterback actually i'm gonna go Ooh. tag along with with cole here and go with the rams 
I'll go Cooper Cup. Um, so if we're going to talk about PPR, half PPR, just anywhere where there's um, there's there's a couple a couple um, caveats with with Cooper Cup, but um, I look for volume. The guy had just under 200 receptions in the past two seasons, um, which is insane. Um, you question, you know, how much was the fit with Jared Goff with Cooper Cup, you know, in in comparison to what it would be like in Matthew Stafford, maybe. Um, you know, maybe some of the other receivers in the Rams maybe fit a little bit better. I, I, I don't. It's it's to be seen how Matthew Stafford is going to run his uh, offense. Um, one big red flag you have with Cooper Cup is he had three touchdowns last season. He played in fifteen games. Um, I do think Stafford will bring a lot more touchdowns to the Rams than Jared Goff did. Also, um, the Cam Akers that you brought up earlier. <clears throat> yeah, like if you're not having that consistent running back to hand off to in the in the red zone, and if you don't believe as much in what Henderson can bring, mm-hmm. then, I mean, that's the air attack. That's also the thing, is, like, touchdowns are not typically a, a sticky stat. Like, that's not something that uh, Stays is, with you. Yeah, or, like, you know, shows itself again and again every year. His pedigree is as a touchdown guy, and so, like... He had 10 touchdowns uh, in 19, I mean... Mm-hmm. And, like, even the year before, he had six in eight games. And so he has a chance to really upgrade or regress to his mean positive regression up from the three touchdowns of last year. And I think that'll help with the quarterback fit. Do y'all know what he ranked in 2019? I'm looking him up on the fantasy footballers website Four. he was fourth in all wide receivers. He was 27th last year. I remember that he was, yeah, he went crazy in 19. Dude, that's, I totally, he just had so, he he just, he had a lot of, he had a lot of looks. Um, I, I think that it, it's a, I think that you can bank on a lot of volume with him, and that's that's what I really like about him. And like, especially with receivers, it's like all about well, receivers and running backs. But receivers, is, um, since we're talking about it, like volume is like so important. And so, and you really, he seems to fit Stafford better than Robert Woods does, mm-hmm. where Stafford drives it down the field a little bit more than. Um, yeah, Robert Woods. I'm curious to see how the how, what the fit is going to be like with Stafford. I really because I think it'll be interesting because I, I really don't know with that, but. I mean, they they were both viable uh, fantasy receivers. I'm low-key so. so excited to watch the Rams this year. Oh, yeah. It'll Sean be good. McVay, and I'm just, I mean, I'm, I've obviously talked defense. about it, but big Matthew Stafford fan. Mm-hmm. Two ninety-nine overalls in Madden, if that means anything. <laughs> for Stafford? No, no, no. Oh, for, um, for the defense. Ramsey? Okay. They okay. have Ramsey and Donald. Donald. They Jeez. both made a 99 club. Yeah. The esteemed 99 video <laughs> game club. All right. Yeah. Move on to Cole's second, my guy. So you started with Stafford. What do they say? You can't teach speed. Is that what they say? I have heard that. You know what they also can't teach? Volume. Mm. And Joe Mixon <laughs> is a <laughs> volume running back. Um, whether you like him, like he, whether he's let you down in the past, because he just is always in the eight to ten point range. Punch someone in the bar, and he's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, or whether he's literally, like, in real life, <laughs> hurt you. Um, Joe Mixon, you can't argue volume. Also, like, I, I just think with the team continuing to get better, that does nothing but positive things for Joe Mixon. Still the primary running back. He's going to get the largest share. And he's only, like, yeah. 24. The, like, he's still so young. Yeah. The big thing with Mixon, volume is key in fantasy. He's 25, my bad. Volume is king. But also for running backs, it is so crucial to have a receiving back. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been super involved in the passing game throughout his career. 
But that was with Gio Bernard there, who was Gio's that's his gone. role. He yeah. is he is a PPR. He eats receptions. He's gone, and they didn't get another pass catching specialist to fill that role. So there's a really good chance that he sees an uptake in volume in the receiving game. Now they added other parts, you know, added Jamar Chase, and they have good weapons on the outside. But typically, that doesn't eat into the running backs target share. And even like. In the past, he wasn't seeing like super low numbers of passing targets. So his percent of total targets to all running backs was 51%. So he basically split it half and half. Um, so I, I mean, I just think, I think he's a monster. Um, if injury doesn't plague him, um, I think he's going to be, I mean, you just think you also have more drives and better drives with the offense that you have now. Um, with a healthy Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, whatever, like you're gonna have, yeah. I think Joe Mixon's gonna be a beast this year. Yeah, the um, yeah, the, I mean, one concern with him is his O line, but like the receiving back. I mean, that's half of what y'all were talking about. Um, I am shocked. I was looking at his stats. I feel like he's really injury prone, and I was looking, and he like he he's missed several games, or he's missed quite a bit of games, but like not like in 19 he missed one game. 18, he missed two games. And then in 17, he missed two games. Obviously, last year, uh, he tears like meniscus or something. Yeah. yeah. He was out. He only played six games. But, like, it's kind of surprising. Like, one of those players is just kind of, like, questionable every other game, but still plays and gets volume. Dude, so. if you drafted Joe Mixon last year, you were pissed. Because <laughs> he came out the... Who? Was that you? <laughs> it he was came me. Out, he came out the gate 46, the rank. And then, I mean, toward the end, 4, 5, 6, he was, was 1, so 23, I eight, traded him but, by the time he had done anything. And then... Ended up shutting down for the season. It was also really frustrating. Some of the burns with Joe Mixon. So, I, I was one of the people that got burned early by him. And then I traded him. And something that really sticks with fantasy managers is that the Bengals kept kept being like, oh, yeah, he could make his return this week. Like, oh, we're expecting him back. He never came back. He never came back after they shut him down early. And so, that, that hurt that it's like, it wasn't just a, he's done for the season. You can drop him. Be like, dang, that's unfortunate pick someone up yeah it was just like he lingered on your bench and there was really nothing you could do yeah but i'll move into my next my guy because it is similar to you where it's chasing volume and we saw it already jamar chase (laughs) chasing ah ah (laughs) ah So I'm going to chase some volume here. <laughs> They've already shown it in their preseason game. When the starters were in, when he was playing, he was on the field, first, second, third down. It was like, even in the preseason, 90-something percent of snaps that he was in. Najee Harris, I loved him at Alabama watching him play. He's insane talent. Rookie running backs, return value. Like, when you early drafted rookie running backs, and like the first and second round of fantasy, I think the stats like first-round rookies return value 85% of the time. And like you saw Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he was one of those that last year didn't return that value, even though and I really, like, I, I really like him. I like still. him a lot this year too. He, he was a consideration for me as well. But Najee Harris, he will be on the field all the time. We've seen Mike Tomlin use that workhorse running back. Le'Veon Bell for so long and he was sucks the cream now. of the crop. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Le'Veon Bell was so 
insane for fantasy. And then when Le'Veon Bell would get hurt, D'Angelo Williams would come in, and he's instantly a top five running back when he's in. And then James Conner. Dude, only the Pittsburgh Steelers can make James Conner relevant. (laughs) Oh, he hurts me to watch. He's he's so bad. He's so bad. He's not a good NFL running back. But he came in when Le'Veon did his skip year for the Steelers, and James Conner was forcing that role. He was insane for fantasy. Yeah. The Steelers will have some – their O-line isn't great, but when you're going to receive the volume that Najee gets, it really doesn't matter. He's going to be involved in the passing game. He's going to get all the touches in the rushing game, going to get the goal line work. They're just – if you're seeking volume, I think he is super, super safe in the second round and really excites me. If his offensive line was good, he would be a – I think he would if if their offensive line was like solid, then I think that he would be a, a top seven or eight pick. Yeah, yeah. He, I, he wouldn't be up there with with Zeke whenever Zeke was a rookie. I'm pretty sure Zeke was like the fourth pick overall or something, um, or like his like ECR was like super yeah. high his rookie year. Um, but it would be it would be close. It would be the I think it would be the second half of the first round. This is unrelated to his production because I agree. I think he'll, I'm staying. I'm personally staying away from rookie running backs mm-hmm. just because I I. I just get so nervous about volume and and stuff. I think you're right about Najee, but unrelated, doesn't he look so much smaller than you remember him in college? I think it's just because he's compared to NFL size guys now, but I remember in college thinking, like, mm-hmm. this guy is literally a man around he, boys. He looks like Derrick Henry does yes, in the NFL. Yes, and he got to the NFL, and I was like, oh, he's like the same size as all these guys. But, I mean, that's that doesn't take away from anything. I just thought it was funny watching preseason. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. He's one of those. I've I've gotten burned in the first couple rounds in the past where it's like an injury happens or, you know, guy just doesn't pan out. I, a lot of times the passive drafter for upside. When you're drafting early, all those guys that are getting drafted up there are getting drafted for a reason. It's because they're really good. Yeah, I am so much more inclined to take the safer bet early on and then shoot for upside later. And Najee, to me, because of the guaranteed volume, seems super, super safe. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a good pick. And everything from camp is, mm-hmm. like, Najee's incredible. He's our guy. Yeah. Et cetera. Um, okay, so it's me. Yep. Yes, sir. I'm going to go, since we already briefly talked about it, I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking to someone who I, it was smaller than I was, like, he's like 5'6". Yeah, did y'all know that? He's a teeny tiny Whenever he was boy. at LSU, I thought he, he did not look 5'6". He, he looked like five ten, maybe. I don't know. He did not like I me. Mean, five six is tiny. Sorry, Andrew. How tall was Maurice um, Jones? Drew is that similar size? He it's probably similar. Yeah, yeah. five six, five seven. Yeah, um, he was a bowling ball. Um, Clyde for me. Okay, so he was drafted bottom half of the first round, pretty much consistently from what I've seen. Did you, well, y'all even? Agree? I mean, even higher than that. Like, where did Cannon take him? Was it like six? Okay. Okay. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little lower. Um, you're drafting the exact same player as you were last year. Uh, the situation's the same. Um, the only thing you did not get last year with him was touchdowns. And I think that um, there are some factors that go into it. You're getting the exact same situation. Hey, Luna. Um, and I don't think that, um, I think that, I think is, I think it's a really safe pick. I think there's a you're ton of potential a price this year. Yeah, totally. Um, but like the chiefs running backs, like that is, I mean, you just, you want it. Like you want that to be you on want, your fantasy you want running backs team. on good offenses. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes is going to go crazy. I mean, even if he doesn't go crazy to his standard, he's still going to throw like a 
crap ton of touchdowns. And so I think Clyde's going to have a ton of opportunity. You're drafting the exact same situation, but better. And I think for a better price. He was running back 22 last year uh, with three games out. I think he could he be a top five games. running back. I think he's getting easily. drafted at his floor. Oh, easily, yeah. Like, his ADP right now is somewhere like 211. Okay, what? He's getting drafted as... He's, yeah, he's getting drafted at the back half of the second. He's like getting drafted around running back 13 or so. Yeah. And like, I don't see him finishing lower than that. He, like Will said, he had a statistically anomalous few amount of touchdowns. He had four touchdowns. Um, what the stat the footballers use with him a lot is something like he scored a touchdown every 46 touches and the league average for running backs is around like 25 or something yeah. like that. And so he should be due for aggression there. yards and missed three games. He would have hit a thousand. He also had like almost 40 receptions. Like yeah. it, it, that was the other thing I was about to hit on is he, he was the first round running back with a pass catching pedigree. That was, that was his thing at LSD was he was an insane pass catcher. And that's why people are so excited for him uh, in fantasy. Even if, it's not like they make a, that concerted effort of he's going to be super involved in the passing game. That's just the natural progression of running backs going into year two. They're going to be more involved in the passing game. And so yeah. he should get a lot more work there. I love him, especially like if you if you have like a first or second pick and you can start with McCaffrey or Dalvin and then get Clyde yeah. coming around as your RB2, that's insane yeah. to me. There, there's people like he's, he's dropping the third round. It's crazy. You know, I, it, it blows my mind. But anyway, I'm Cole. all in on that one. Is it Cole or Luke? Cole, close us down with your last my guy, dude. I'm I'm thinking Stafford. about pivoting to. Oh wait, you have Stafford and you have Mixon. <laughs> Do it, dude. I think I'm gonna pivot away from who I previously said to these guys was gonna be my my guy. I'll just say who it is. Terry McLaurin is the wide receiver I was gonna bring up as my third my guy. I think he's an incredible wide receiver. But I'm instead going to talk about my, like, one of my favorite <laughs> random tight ends, uh, Mike Gesicki, the absolute freak out of Miami, or out of Penn State, but now out of Miami. I believe that Mike Gesicki will be the best receiver on the Dolphins. They have good receivers. I know. Wow. And I think Mike Gesicki will be the best. Mike Gesicki, as a football player, like so take fantasy out of it, is a highlight machine. The dude is so athletic. He has like crazy one-handed catches like every other game. He is just like a target monster as well. Uh, He ranked seventh in all um, tight ends last year, and he's being taken um, in the ninth round as the consensus like number nine ranked fantasy or number nine tight end. And I think he could easily be top five. I know there's a lot of hype around guys like Pitts, but Pitts is a rookie. And I just, I'm staying so far away from Kyle Pitts. Dude. Yeah. If like, we, he, I believe he's that talented, but I'm not taking a rookie tight end. I also just think that when, I mean, I know there's Russell Gage there, but when you have Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, I just think people are going to pick up on that and it's going to be, okay, we're going to put our roaming nickel corner on Kyle Pitts at all times. Right. Which I, obviously you could high point that I'm super low on Kyle Pitts as a what can, well, that's crazy because you were super high on him before yeah like when he first got drafted you said your prediction was I'm locking in 
Kyle Pitts as a top five fantasy tight end. Yeah, that's a quote that I have from (laughs) March, which bad on me for like keeping track of everyone's hot takes. My (laughs) stance on that has changed because I've done some research on rookie tight ends and it's just not like there's been some equally talented like tight ends that just don't. The stat that sticks out to me for rookie tight ends is the greatest rookie tight end fantasy season of all time would have finished as the tight end six last year. Yeah. And he's capable of doing that. He has, he's the highest drafted tight end of all time. Um, But like, if you, if you want to be all in on him, you basically have to view him and say like, Oh, he's basically a rookie receiver. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the devil's advocate is like, well, you could argue, I think tight end is possibly, (laughs) yeah, you you know, tight end is possibly the, you know, other than quarterback play, you know, one of the more difficult, positions to jump right in and learn especially with how Sorry, especially if you're, yeah <laughs> Ripper, yeah. Um, the different you know different types Broncos. of tight ends like different responsibilities all that kind of stuff um and you could argue devil's advocate here that they're just going to use him as like a receiver because that's mm-hmm. he's essentially a receiver in a tight end's body um and so in that sense you know maybe he could and rookie receivers you know we just saw it with justin jefferson like you can I'm not comparing those two like types of players but i'm saying Ricky receivers can definitely succeed. And so maybe it'll be more of like a mix there where he doesn't have the full the full load that was the only reason Cole Komet wasn't tight end number one last year. So I don't know. Yeah. Do we know? Sorry, I'm trying to do research on the fly. Do we? Because I was going to do Terry McLaurin and now I'm pivoting. Do we know when Tua took over for the Halfway Dolphins? Through, right? Week eight, I believe. Maybe week six. Also, I know it's preseason. That preseason, helps my preseason. story so much. He looked good. He looks really good. When, he had to, looked accurate. Yeah, until that interception. So right. up until Tua took over, because I just think Tua, I think Tua loves Mike Gesicki as a target. Before Tua took over, he was like he took over not, week six, not fantasy relevant. He took over week six. Mm-hmm. Okay, so from week one to week six, he had like two really bad performances where he was ranked fifty third and forty fourth in all fantasy tight ends, and then he went fortieth, and then he was consistently in the top 25 after that with several top 10. Um, so the addition of Tua ended up being really, really positive for Gesicki, and I think we'll see that trend continue um, into this season. I like it. My thing on Gesicki is, so first I'll hit on his athleticism scores. I mean, this, I don't know all that goes into the athleticism scores that are on these player profiles, his would be a hundred out of a hundred <laughs> among diamonds, <laughs> explosiveness, 99 quickness, a hundred like here. I'll read what the, what it's defined as it's calculated using different metrics, including player weight, 40 yard dash, vertical jump, shuttle, and more. It's adjusted differently for each position to account for what matters most for NFL production. Basically he is athletic as a tight end gets. Yeah. My four, knock, five, four, 40. My knock Sheesh. on Gesicki would be, I think he's, yeah, I'm looking at his, uh, game by game his game logs and he is decent he was decently targeted by Tua last year if Tua makes a step forward then I really like him you hate Tua though I am pretty out on Tua they have great weapons there that might adding Will Fuller adding Jalen Waddle that could be taking away targets from Gesicki and typically when I want a late round tight end I'm basically just going for touchdown upside mm-hmm. um, but so I'm not in love since the Dolphins aren't a great offense. But if Tua does take the leap, then I think Kasiki could also make a big leap. 
Yeah. Um, so my thing is, I think Fuller just won't play. I just, I'm just so convinced <laughs> that he just will play half the season. You like Will Fuller? Are you, are you I, no, I like Will Fuller. I just don't think he'll be there. Like they I, got some speed on that team. He's is he already suspended he's, for? Well, he's suspended for a game. Oh, it's only <laughs> he has an injury lingering right now. Dude, I'm telling you, that dude's not going to play more than half the season. Yeah, I just don't think don't he know. will. But he hasn't done it very often. Yeah, but when he when he's on the field, he's been insane. He's yeah, never sure. had. He's never played more than uh, 13 games in a season, and that was his rookie year. And he never will again. His right. 13's not crazy. Moving either. into <laughs> my final, will. my guy. Um, I am going with. I kind of feel bad. This it was coincidence slash. I guess I also get. You know, I listen to them year round, so I, I feed off them some. But I have two of my guys that are in common with footballers. But the value is just too insane to me on Tyler Lockett. He last year he started out and was insane in fantasy. He was the wide receiver two through. Week 11, something like that, tearing it up. He even had that week against Arizona where he had, what, 200 yards, three touchdowns, went crazy. He, And then people have soured on him so much because after that, the Seahawks offense, basically just tube city, fell off a cliff. He started really struggling. Uh, DK Metcalf took a hit. He's not experiencing the same drop in ADP that uh, that Lockett is, which is kind of beyond me in the sense that Tyler Lockett had more targets and more receptions on the year than DK Metcalf. Volume is key in fantasy. He's getting a lot of volume in a really good offense, and while he's inconsistent week to week, like he'll di- he's had his disappearance disappearances, where you're drafting him right now, you're drafting him in the sixth round in most drafts. Mm. Or wow, a late that's fifth, so much lower than I thought. He late was going. fifth or early sixth. So you're getting him as potentially, even if you start, you could go running back, running back, and get him as your wide receiver three. Like that. That's what I want in a wide receiver three. You chase volume and you chase upside in that. He has both of those. He can go crazy. And consistency, there's a phrase the footballers use a lot, but it's like consistency isn't consistent in that like someone that's shown they're being inconsistent, like Lockett was last year. He had boom weeks, he had bust weeks, but he's getting the volume. The level of consistency week to week doesn't retain year to year, if that Mm. makes sense. But volume does. Volume is more likely to be an indicator of consistency. Mm. So there's a very high probability in my mind with his target volume that he will be more consistent this year. And even if he's not, I still like him as a third wide receiver that you can play and like he can win you a week. He might dud a couple weeks, but as your third wide receiver... Yeah. That's not the end of the world. And he can go out there and absolutely win you weeks with crazy performances. And so I'm all in on the value of Tyler Lockett in the late fifth, early sixth. Yeah. That's crazy to me. I think DK is overvalued. I think Tyler Lockett's undervalued. I think that yeah. um I don't know how many I don't know how many fifty plus yard touchdowns DK Metcalf had on like a breakaway thing. But like I mean, it may not be sustainable, I don't know. But I think Tyler Lockett his career trajectory has been really interesting to watch because he was a gadget player at the beginning. And now he's like a legit, I mean, he's a consistent, 
I, I like Tyler Lockett a lot. I think he's a really good receiver, and he's super talented. Are you worried at all? Um, he ha- Sorry, I just looked at the exact number. He had 132 targets last year. 100 receptions. Wow, I didn't know that. year before, he had 110 oh. targets. Yeah, DK had 83, and then he had 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. So I'm still in on DK, personally, at his current I think he'd be good. I, think, I, I, I like DK. I just think he's being drafted a little bit too high. Yeah, I love DK. I like your pick as well. Are you worried at all with... Alex Collins being on the roster and taking some, <laughs> <laughs> oh, taking some receiving. Is I he still on the roster? Alex Collins. Yes, he's still on the roster. Yeah, good Apparently for him. Max has hyped him up in camp. Some number forty-one. Interesting what? number. Really? Yeah. For Great a running pick. back? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think cool, actually. The reason I'm also in on DK, I'm find myself I'm not taking him in many drafts at his ADP, but like the reason I still like him is, you know. One, his frame is is ridiculous, but like the way he's involved in the offense, he's as good a bet as anyone outside of like De- Devonte Adams for double digit touchdowns. Uh, did, but also, did you guys know that he's basically Megatron? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. no, that, that's a reference to all the times, yeah. like the commentators would yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He's... I wasn't just saying that as I believe that. <laughs> I think he's better than Calvin Johnson. Ooh, good call, good call. Mm-hmm. He's better right now. <laughs> anyway, my pick right now. This is, this is the last one, right? Yep. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna go with who I think. Um. So I'm not drafting early quarterbacks. Well, I might, but I I'm mostly staying away from it. I kind of agree with you, Luke. Um. Partially, I think I think a big reason why is because there's one guy who I think very easily could end up being quarterback one. And I think he's being drafted too low, and he's still being drafted pretty high as Lamar Jackson. Um, I think that he has dropped out of the favor of not um, necessarily the media, but of the general uh, fantasy community. Yes, general football community. Just people that watch. People have kind of fallen out of him, um, maybe because of lack of playoff, playoff success. I don't know. But we're talking about a guy who two years ago, I have his stats right here, He well, one, he set the rushing record for 1,200 yards rushing and seven touchdowns as a quarterback. Also threw for 36 touchdowns. And last year had 26 touchdowns throwing and then had almost was like on par with Michael Vick's previous rushing record with 1,000 yards and also seven touchdowns. Talking about a guy who has over 2,000 yards rushing in the past two seasons and 14 touchdowns as a quarterback. Like, like that, he, 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 has, he has a floor right now of purely rushing ability, which is insane. Has, like that is in, insane to me. He has two of the top three rushing quarterback years of all time, and that's because he's only had two years as a starter, as a full time starter. He, he's he's played three years. Like it's crazy. Two years starting, it's insane. Um, if if like uh, rankings weren't a thing, and like there was no ECR or like expert consensus ranking going to the draft, I would strongly consider taking Lamar Jackson as the number one quarterback. If I had to pick a quarterback, I would take Mahomes. But Lamar Jackson is insane. I think I think he could he could he could have some positive regression like you're talking about Luke. And if Rashad Bateman is anything, like yeah. is just a they breathing have. living wide receiver. It's funny cuz they've invested in really helping Lamar out and advancing that receiving core and they're all hurt right now, which yeah. kind of sucks. Is John yeah. Brown hurt? John Brown's on the Raiders. Oh, you're I'm, thinking. Who of, am I thinking of? Who's on the? They added Sammy Watkins. I'm thinking of Sammy Hollywood, Watkins. Okay. Yeah, Hollywood Brown. They have Hollywood. Who's hurt? Because <laughs> he's Bateman's the other fast hurt. one. Yeah. 
Watkins I don't think Marcus hurt. Brown is any good. But they have Mark Andrews. I think. I think Rashad Bateman's a bum, personally. But. So here's here's my argument for Lamar, and here's my argument against. The argument for is basically what you just laid out. Rushing quarterbacks are kind of a fantasy cheat code. You saw last year, not you saw his MVP year, where he was just so far and away the best fantasy quarterback. Like he went crazy. Yeah. Last year, again, he said he what was his. End yards for last year. He broke 1,000 rushing yards again last year. Seven touchdowns. So you're basically drafting a quarterback and a running back, and that's some, <laughs> a reason I was excited to draft him last, last year. And one of the reasons people have soured on him is that, like, I felt the burns drafting him last year where he was pretty mediocre to start the year, and then the back half of the season he went out, dominated, won people championships. Yeah, because uh, he was on Max's team, right? Uh, No. That was he was on later. your team. Oh, what? He was on your team last year. That's... I traded him for Josh Allen last year. Unless no you memory. moved him later. But, um, uh, but my concern with... Sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say there were games where... <laughs> for some reason, I thought Max had him last year. But last year, there were games where he would just score 40 fantasy points. Or like 45. And then just win you that week. Yeah, you're going to get that. That's what you're going to get with Lamar Jackson. Is He's going to have... He'll, he'll throw for three touchdowns and also run for two. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, and know. so my worry with him is... The passing is obviously a concern. They don't throw it much. Um, there, He had five games last year. He only had five games last year of over 200 passing yards. Mm-hmm. He, had, uh, he, had a, he had one game under 100 passing yards, and he was consistently – he averaged about 180 passing yards, which is very low passing volume, yeah. and that just makes him a little riskier week to week. I think he has – Insane upside, which we've seen. I think he's a little risky week to week. Mm-hmm. Let me read you his eight top targets that aren't running backs this year, and then you tell me how many are currently injured. Okay. <laughs> Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, Healthy, right? Nick Boyle, Tylen Wallace, Miles Boykin, and Devin Duvernay. Out of those eight, how many are questionable? Mark Andrews is healthy, right? I don't even know. I feel like something popped. Up. He had he had something pop he had up like where he got. Stuff. Yeah, it, it's not a big thing, but he got carted off and taken to a hospital. But it ended up being like heat cramps, so really bad. Oh, okay. He's currently was, questionable. I'll give that one. Yeah, because of that. What about Hollywood. Hollywood's hurt. Watkins is hurt. Bateman's hurt. Watkins is trash. So, so do you have any guess? How many of the eight? All all of them are questionable. <laughs> Six of eight. <laughs> Six of the eight people. Are, the two that aren't. So if. If they were to play today, starting, it would be Tylen Wallace out of Oklahoma State, the rookie, and then Devin Duvernay would be his. Well, obviously that's not going to happen. They're like, yeah, like they're, they'll be fine. Most of them, but and that's where I think, so like, funny. you know, if, if you know, and I, you're not, I'm not going to go into like with a lot of them. You said they're all questionable, so they're not like major injuries or anything. But if you go into the season with that. <laughs> he'll just run um, with that. Yeah, exactly. So with that kind of mindset, we're like, oh, you know, the core, the receivers, and that's that's a big deal. Like your your supporting cast is hurt. Like that's a problem. Obviously, he has a floor, and that's his rushing floor. And so, at the very least, you're going to get that. Um, and so, I really like Lamar Jackson. I would be. I like him. He's one quarterback I would take, unless Trace McSorley Quite takes that running away from wait him. was i talking about lamar oh I, I meant to talk about trace mcsworley <laughs> throw yeah. it on a dime <laughs> i also really like mike glennon this year i think mike glennon could be really i don't even know where he is he alive 
Yeah, he he's definitely living. He absolutely exists. Is he on a team? I will <laughs> say uh, the Ravens line got worse. That's the only other thing I'll add. Their line did get worse. All right. Well, those are our my guys. Cole has Matthew Stafford, um, Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon, and Mike Kosicki. My my guys are Tom Brady, Najee Harris, Tyler Lockett. Will has Lamar Jackson, Cooper Cup, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yes, sir. I vibe it. All right. Draft time, baby. Draft time. The my guys did take quite a bit of time, and so we're probably not going to have as much time to talk through a lot of the logic between on our picks, um, but we are going to go through some. We're drafting head-to-head-to-head, 12-team, half PPR. Will is drafting from the three spot. I am drafting from the seven spot, and then Cole is near the back drafting from the 10 spot. And so I am going to go ahead and start the draft. Ooh, first, I'm going to screen share. I also realized um, about early, uh, halfway through early on while we are doing my guy stuff, I realized I'm just sharing my screen on the draft screen and we're not even going to do that for a while and then i you know i stopped doing that but it's fine um do y'all want me to turn the game on in the background the the, the bears game it starts in five minutes yeah. sure we can the do background. that sweet okay. appreciate that yeah bears bills preseason game mitch trubisky revenge game i'm gonna go ahead and click start draft and we'll get to uh will's first pick soon so first, first oh, off wow. the board interesting so <laughs> christian mccaffrey unsurprisingly is the first off the board we are mock drafting on sleeper and this is kind of based off of adp camara goes number two so i think most most mocks and stuff would have dalvin going too but it's really a lot of people see a top three camara was the number one uh fantasy finisher last year at the running back position and with all their receivers you know their receiving core is decimated in new orleans his receiving volume is going to re- be ridiculous so i don't think it's outlandish by any means to take him to will you're on the clock yeah so camaro went to um i was gonna i which is interesting because his ranking here is four i would have taken camaro at three that's who i was expecting mm-hmm. to take i'll obviously take dalvin here pretty easily um you know not a whole lot i mean i think dalvin could be in conversation for one i would definitely take mccaffrey but dalvin cook camaro mccaffrey especially in half ppr full pr like damn I'll take Dalvin any day. Yeah, Dalvin is so, so consistent. Yeah. And so after Will takes Dalvin, goes Derrick Henry. He's one of the few exceptions. I think he's worthy of that fourth pick. But, like, he's one of the few, few exceptions of non-receiving running backs. Like, he is not involved in the receiving game at all, but yet he's still insane for fantasy. Yep. And so I have no problem with him there. Jonathan Taylor goes at five. Saquon goes at six. And now I am on the clock. What I'm looking at, like I, I think I said this earlier, I like going, I may not have said it earlier, I like going running back heavy earlier when I can afford it, and then stacking up in wide receivers throughout the middle rounds. And so, for me, it would be between Nick Chubb and Ezekiel Elliott. And the t- and what breaks the tie for me there, I think Chubb is insanely talented. I think he's one of the best pure runners in the game. The Browns love running the ball. But I want the receiving work. Zeke is involved enough in the receiving game uh, that I am happy to take him there. Uh, the offense, the offense is really, really good. When mm. Dak was there, Zeke was averaging like twenty three points a game, I believe, uh, as a running back. And then when Dak was gone, he was averaging eleven. I'm going to bank that Zeke that Zeke is not fully washed, 
and I'm gonna I'm happy to take him there. Ooh. Dude, how did this happen? I Dude. take I take Ezekiel Elliott. Team eight takes Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, and then it's to Cole at ten. I have been gifted the Chubster. That's crazy. <laughs> um, Nicholas Chubb. Nicholas got me Chubbed um, <laughs> at number ten. I, I mean, I am. Yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know if there's anything else to say about that. Like mm-hmm. I. There's I'm taking the, a job. Smash the, that chub button. So, <laughs> so you're obviously you can be listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. This will also be on YouTube if you want to follow along with the draft board as we're doing that. We can also say hi to the team cam. So Nick Chubb to Cole at ten, then Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, awesome, excellent, Austin Austin Eckler. I think he sucks. Austin Eckler. Yeah, he's he's on my bus list. Um, wow. Hey, your boy's I'm there. I'm really high on Austin, Austin Eckler. Then DK Metcalf goes to Team 11, and it is back to Cole. Your and boy. this is dream draft scenario. This I is. think I'm going to ask our league to actually change into a 12-man and give <laughs> me the 10th spot in hopes that this happens. But Nick Chubb with my guy, Joe Mixon. I know there's Travis Kelsey there. I'm personally not a big fan of taking Titans super early. Um I just, yeah. I'm I'll not say I typically am not this year. I'm all about getting one of the big three. And I yeah. would be, honestly, Travis Kelsey would probably be around my ninth pick in a draft. Wow. I'm all in. Yeah, I wouldn't take a tight end. Wow. Y'all are getting your guys right now. This in is the crazy. first four rounds. Uh, so. Well, maybe. So oh, I guess goes we Joe Mixon. And Cole takes Joe Mixon. It goes DeAndre Hopkins. Patrick Mahomes was first quarterback off the board. Uh, way too high for me at two I'm five. So out on taking quarterback there. Najee is my guy, and he's here available. I could go running back, running back, but I am smashing Travis Kelsey here. At two last six. year, last year as a tight end, he would have finished as the wide receiver three in fantasy. We have a this that is, is a, a quick plug code. on our Instagram. We have a Google like form. Um, and one of the questions on there is, will Travis Kelsey be a, I think it's like a top 10. If you were a wide receiver, will he finish in the top 10 this year yeah. or something like that? The volume, it's a two-guy show. It's Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and Mahomes feeds them a lot. The only way in my mind that Kelsey busts or doesn't even doesn't return value is with injury, and that's a risk with anyone. Dude. So I take Kelsey there. It goes Najee, mm-hmm. Calvin Ridley. Ridley oh, we're getting our players right Antonio now. Antonio Gibson, and then Onda Whale, who took Dalvin. I, so I got, I got a, a bit of a, a bit of a decision here. The George Kittle is too rich for me. Um, the other one's AJ Brown. I do like AJ Brown. Um, I think he can hold off Julio, and I also like Julio. Um, but I think he'll hold off Julio to enough to. I think he's talented enough to garner some um, volume there. But I'm gonna go with Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I got my boy. Feeling really, really good about that. I would have taken him around the Travis Kelsey Mahomes era. It's like a early dream. Season. This is yeah, crazy. Dream I'm loving right this. After Clyde goes to Will, J.K. Dobbins, A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, and then Darren Waller becomes the second tight end off the board. I think it's pretty close for Above a lot of people between Kittle. him and Kittle. I go, I go either way on that, but Darren between Waller goes Waller and back Kittle? to Will. I just think Las Vegas is so incredible. Like I'd be shocked if they won more than five games this year. And I just think it's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah. I like Derek Carr. I mean, uh, the one thing no, no, is no, he's Darren fine. Moore. They shipped off their whole O line. Mm-hmm. Well, O lines are overrated. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Point. Darren Waller though is the number. One. What I love about Kelsey and Waller is that they're both the or you know 
Maybe Kelsey not also Kelsey, has yeah. Tyreek, but like Waller is the clear cut number one option, receiving option on the Raiders. Kittle, we haven't seen him play with both Debo and Ayuk, and that's slightly concerning to me. Um, you know, I still love him around the same range, but that's yep. almost a tiebreaker for me. Okay, so I went running back heavy, um, as did you, Cole, and Luke obviously took a tight end. Um, so I got running back, running back. I love both my running backs. Um, I don't want to go running back, running back, running back, um, because I think that's going to really screw my receiving uh, room. And so I'm going to go with a receiver. Because I'm going to the third round, I'm going to go a little bit safer. I'm going to go with um, guaranteed volume. Okay, I'll pull up his stats. He's got, what does he have, four straight seasons of of at least 1,000 yards and six to eight touchdowns. With some really great quarterback play, too. (laughs) Yeah, Um, right. Um, I'm going to go, and also talking about a quarterback that's going to do his second year, you're going to advance even more. I'm going Keenan Allen. He juked you. I know what you thought I was going. uh, Allen Robinson. Nope. Oh, I thought you were going. Terry I thought you were going Terry McLaurin, and you were talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick as the better. No, I was. I thought you were talking about Allen Robinson mm-hmm. when you're talking about guaranteed volume. Nope. Keenan Allen, he was almost my my guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm all in. Uh, was that second year of Justin Herbert? And I'm also a big Herbert guy. I think you are too. The O line is hugely yeah. increased. I mean, as a Broncos fan, he's going to suck. He's, he'll get he'll get 1,100, 1,200 yards and yeah. seven touchdowns, and that's what I want in my receiver one. So after Will took Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Swift. George Kittle, I'm on the clock. And so, oh, they're showing Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> looks oh, so weird in a Bills so jersey. Good. So I started with Zeke. I took Kelsey. But for me, there are some receivers I really like. There are only, when I look at running back, though, there are only two guys left that I feel, basically in the whole draft, that I feel really good about as my RB2 that I'm excited to get. And so I'm really heavily considering Allen Robinson because the volume will absolutely be there. I'd even consider yeah. CD lamb with a breakout potential, but I'm, I feel like after taking Kelsey, I want to get my second running back, get guaranteed volume there, and then just load up on receivers through the middle rounds. Mm. I'm going to take David Montgomery. Ooh, I thought you were going to go Carson there. No, I'm, I'm really iffy on Carson. Really? With the way they, injuries, injuries, they've hyped up Penny some in camp. Yeah. Uh, I like Carson those. fine, but I think David Montgomery just feels so much safer. He fin- he had a, he showed the upside last year on right. his crazy stretch, and yeah, that's true. I'll take him there. So I started out Zeke, Kelsey, Montgomery, Allen Robinson off the board, then Chris Carson, and now it is back to Cole. Ooh. I am loving where my draft is going. I am going to, okay, so just thought process because I'm close to the turn. I'm looking at running backs as well because I'm very similar to you, Luke, where there's a huge gap. I mean, right now what's left is Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, Daryl Henderson, and then... Daryl Henderson was the other guy that I liked. Yeah, I like Daryl Henderson here as well. And, And I know I talked about Josh Jacobs. I think Josh Jacobs is great value for a flex here. If you have Josh Jacobs, that might be one of the best flex players you can get. But there's also some elite wide receiver talent, and I think one of the three running backs that I still see in this tier will make it back to me. It would be heartbreaking if three went in the next four picks. Um, But I'm going to take CeeDee Lamb. Um, I think with Amari Cooper being kind of late to come back, Dak 
coming. I think CD is going to be the number one wide receiver there. And you're I, swinging for the fences here with your wide receiver one. I kind of like it, and I think he's going to be a monster. I'm yeah. all in. I mean, I I like CD Lamb a lot. It's risky to have him as your number one wide receiver, but like, I mean, talking about a, you're swinging for a home run there, and I, I like it. It's a risk, but I'm I think it could pay all off. in on CD, and it sucks because I know I'm not going to be able to get him basically yeah. anywhere. Right. Um, and the home run in the draft as well. I did get a running back coming back to me. I would have taken Josh Jacobs if all of them had come back, come back to me, but I'm kind of glad he's taken because it makes my decision easier. Like me as a fan of Josh Jacobs as a running back, it's just hard for me to not take him, yeah. but I think it's smarter to take Daryl Henderson here. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I know you normally read it. Yeah, go. Miles Sanders was taken after, and then Chris Godwin. Kyler Murray, the second quarterback taken at the turn of the fourth. Josh Jacobs, and then I am going to take Daryl Henderson. There's some other quality wide receivers, including both. Um, oh, wait, no, never mind. Uh, but there's some quality wide receivers here. I'm going to take Henderson instead. The running backs really drop off, man. Like, there are, you're right, there's some receivers that I do like, but. Henderson is like the slightly. You know, bigger gamble of like you don't know for sure that he's going to be like how like if he's going to be sure. involved the same way as like Todd Gurley was in the Rams system or as Acres was down the Acres was down the stretch, but like I th- I'm ta- I'm willing to take that shot that he's yeah. heavily involved and I like him. Mike Evans goes, Julio Jones goes, so I think in a typical draft I might be tempted to go Josh Allen here. Uh, one of the things I do believe in is. Draft people you enjoy rooting for. Obviously, I'm a I'm a Bills fan. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go out of my way to super reach mm-hmm. for Bills players or, or guys like that for Homer picks. But like none of us do. This would be around where I'm more <laughs> okay with the Josh Allen's value. I've already said my stance on I'm against early quarterbacks, and it's compounded by taking Kelsey. When you take running backs and wide receivers, you need a lot of depth at those positions. If I take an early tight end, one of those top three, I am absolutely not touching a quarterback until later on in the draft because you can't double up on those one-off positions when you need depth of the other positions early. And so that's taking – quarterbacks are off my board until at least seventh, eighth round. Yeah. So I want to load up on wide receivers here since I have, feel good about my running back combo. We are giving seat. away so much draft strategy. Yeah. That's okay, though. That, yeah, that's, a, that's part what of we want to do. Yeah. Wide receivers, I'm looking at here. Too bad I've lied this whole time. <laughs> I'm looking at Amari Cooper. There's the injury question marks, but he's been very good uh, when healthy. There's Will's guy, Cooper Cup, and Robert Woods both on the board there. And then there's DJ Moore. DJ Moore, DJ Moore. I, the injury, oh, because I already have Zeke, I don't feel great about doubling up going Zeke and Amari. And I want to get the volume of DJ Moore. Mm. I like DJ Moore. I think he he's another one. We talked about Clyde as a touchdown positive regression candidate. DJ Moore, it's insane. His stats per touch, he, doesn't, he does not get those touchdowns so, so far yet in his career. And we'll see this year, maybe he's just one of those guys that's not a big touchdown guy, or he regresses to the mean and gets gets a boost um, like most other guys in the league do. And so after I take DJ Moore, Josh Allen's off the board, Mark Andrews, Robert Woods, Will is back on the clock. I'm surprised how high Mark Andrews went. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I am too. Mm-hmm. Can't we win over Kyle Pitts. Um, just kidding. 
<laughs> um, well, this is tough. Seconds. So I'll tell y'all. I'll just since y'all don't have a pick between my two picks, but I'll tell you my strategy here. Obviously, I love Cooper Cup, and then I'm looking at Lamar Jackson right now. Those are literally two of my guys, um, and so I'm trying and to you see would have all three. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, that's true. I'd have all three of my guys. Um, which is funny because when I've already mock drafts, I never get all of my guys, and I have like eight guys. Those are my three specific favorites that I want to talk about. But um, I think Lamar will come back to me. I'm gonna go with the safe bet and go right running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver. I'll go Cooper Cup, and he got back to me. Paid off. Adam Thielen, Miles Gaskin, T.J. Hawkinson, and then Kareem Hunt. Give me Cooper Cup and Lamar Jackson. I'm I'm, I'm loving where my oh, draft like is going. Right I like it. your team a lot. After Lamar Jackson goes to Will there, Travis Etienne, Justin Herbert. Herblows. Um, Justin Herbert. Amari Cooper. <laughs> Amari. That's got to be a soundbite, man. Justin Herbert. Amari Herbert Cooper Justin goes, Herbert. and then it's back to me. I get to take my, my guy here as my wide receiver, too. There, I am tempted by going like Deontay Johnson, where he is – guaranteed great volume and so yeah. he he's he gets so so many targets as since i've went running back tight end running back before taking my first receiver i am more tempted to get the safer guy in deontay johnson that's more consistent week to week but i in love with tyler lockett's deontay javante so. williams going in Whoa, the fifth is what? crazy to me i like crazy. him a lot i would not but he's not the him. starter that's a risk <laughs> <laughs> that's what, like people anyway okay so javante williams and he's, that's his, his rb2 it's a it's one thing if you go that's a horrible pick I if you know. go um he's not the starter if you go running back running back like and you're set with your studs like will started with dalvin cook and clyde if he had been tempted to go like Javante Williams at his last pick or he came back around. I'm not as mad there where you can afford the rookie running back to sit on. You don't have to put him right into your lineup at the beginning. You can wait on him and get that second half of the year, which is typically more rookie running back zone. Yeah. yeah. But as an RB2, like Team 8 did. What an idiot. He'll be a stud. I hate Team 8's draft, yeah. by the way. Julio's are wide receiver. Team 8, more like Team, you suck. Got him. <laughs> Uh, but you know who also sucks? Kyle Pitts, who went with the next pick. <laughs> and then I'm on the board, and I mean, I think you teed him up nicely. I'm going to take the target monster, uh, Deontay Johnson. I like it. That's my second wide receiver, wide receiver two. Jamar Chase goes next, then Kenny Galladay, uh, James Robinson, uh, running back number two for that team, and then Michael Thomas. And then... I am back on the board, and now to get some depth. I mean, I'm, I'm similar to both of you, and you know my stance on Matthew Stafford, who I know I could probably just pick up at the very end anyway. Um, also, my tight end is very much like someone I can find at the very end. And so I'm looking through this board. I'm seeing Brandon Ayuk. I'm skipping right over the running backs, by the way. The, the next two that they recommend are Mike Davis and Chase Edmonds. Blech. I'm glad I have three right now. Uh, and then there's Brandon Ayuk, T. Higgins, Odell Beckham, Chase Claypool. And if I hadn't have taken Deontay Johnson, I would take Chase Claypool here, but I don't want two Steeler wide receivers. So I'm going to be looking at Ayuk and Brandon Ayuk. You're taking Ayuk? I am. Oh, I wanted him to fall back to me really, really badly. I love Ayuk. I think he's going to be great. I like Especially him. Trey Lance throwing to him. <laughs> and so Cole takes Ayuk. That hurt me really badly. Uh, Chase Edmonds, T. Higgins. Looking at the wide receivers here, 
Um, the guy that I would be interested in is Chase Claypool. Yeah. As a wide receiver three, trying to get that second-year breakout there. At running back, I actually am tempted on Mike Davis. Yeah, I like Mike Davis a lot, actually. He is the last guy, on, or one of the few guys left on here that seems to be getting guaranteed volume. and Not volume mustard? Is king. Most are, yeah, because there's the Trey Sermon. I don't know what there's what's going to happen there. And so it's between Claypool and Mike Davis for me. There is a wide receiver that I really that I like that I'm going to risk coming back to be the next round, and I'm just going to go ahead and get that Mike Davis, get my third running back, and take that guaranteed wow, volume. A run and, of running backs. Yep. So Mike Davis, Raheem Mostert, Melvin Gordon, Russell Wilson. Which, Wilson by the way, clock. current starter Melvin Gordon, who's looked really good in practice. Yeah. <laughs> going after Javante. Will currently has two running backs in Dalvin and Clyde. Two wide receivers in Keenan and Cooper Cup, and then he took his quarterback last round in Lamar Jackson. This is an interesting decision here. I'm not really loving my options. I'll be totally frank. Um, uh, I'm, I'm I'm staring at Dak, Odell, um, Chase Claypool, who's still on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Sutton. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with a little bit of a reach here. I like the player. I don't think he'll get back to me. I'm gonna go with Robbie Anderson. Uh-huh. Oh. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. I love Robbie Anderson this year. Um. Yeah. So. I'm, a, I'm a. I'm a. Yeah. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a fan of that. So he's my flex actually. Um. Which I don't love that. Um. Robbie Anderson screams bench to me, but I guess we're in a 12 team league. That's okay. Right. Um, and so after that, Dak Prescott, Chase Claypool went. Aaron Rodgers, Odell. Aaron Rodgers was almost in my consideration for me. Mm. Okay, then I'm going to go with... I'll go Ronald Jones here. Oh, like running back I depth love there. Ronald Jones. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see where... I, I, I think that's good depth. He's not going to be a starter. He could he could potentially start for my flex, but I like Ron, uh, Ronald Jones. So Ronald Jones goes to Will there. Courtland Sutton, DJ Chark, Jerry Judy. The wide receiver I wanted got back to me. And this is more of a gamble. Um, I figured he probably would get back to me. Oh, baby, Devin Singletary. Mitch Trubisky to Devin Singletary. (laughs) You've got to love it. I'm going to take who should be, who looks to be the best receiver on that team and could be the top target and is a rookie. I'm taking a bit of a risk here, but I'm going Devonta Smith. Oh. I. Future Jerry Rice. I love. I would love with them. The talent coming out of college, obviously, well, the Heisman, he looked really no, good. Right. I didn't understand the concern so much. I mean, obviously, there's just like the frame, but like, oh, you watch him, he's so, so good. Yeah, his route running is insane. But yeah, Devonta Smith, Debo Samuel goes off the board, then, oh, then my guy, Tom Brady, then it's back to Cole. Yeah, and I think at this point, I'm already kind of heavy on running backs, but I also. I love when I can take, at least right now, a guaranteed starter at running back. Mm-hmm. There are some tight ends on the board. Um, Noah Fant, honestly, is really tempting right here. If he comes back, there might not be anything I can do. My hands might be tied. Um, <laughs> but I do like Damian Harris here as just like he is technically the starter. I had been watching uh, Ramondre. Is that Ramondre how you say Stevenson. I've been watching him. I was watching him before the, the preseason. 
Um, I think I have him in my dynasty on my dynasty team. Uh, I could be wrong about that, but um, I do think Damian Harris will be the starter. And I mean, you just got to take that as depth. So I'm taking Damian Harris. I like Damian Harris a lot, um, especially as an RB four. He's not involved <sighs> in the receiving game, uh, which is a concern. And he's not on what projects to be a great offense, but he has guaranteed volume and looked good as a runner. Mm. But Juju Smith-Schuster, Trey Sermon, Dallas Goddard, and then Michael Carter, and now it's back. There's a guy I was really I was wanting Dave and Trey Sermon to come back to me to take the chance on the upside there. But on to Cole. Man, my hands might be tied. Take him, bro. So Noah Fant, I believe, is the second fastest tight end in the league right now behind his backup, Albert O, who ran a 449. Wow. I think. I'm I'm trying to check that live and I'm not having some good success. <laughs> but I, I told Luke earlier, I think Noah Fant will have the most yards of do I want to backtrack on that? I think I want to backtrack on that. I think Noah Fant will end up either wide receiver number one or two on the Broncos. I think he'll be, I think Cortland and Jerry could split a lot of um, receiving targets this year. And I think Noah Fant, it'll just, he'll have his own category that'll be dedicated to him. He's also just so stinking fast and such a, a matchup nightmare for linebackers. So I'm taking, Tight end you, Noah Fant. Okay. Noah Fant, Jalen Waddell, David Johnson. And now it's back to me. I'm looking at going wide receiver here. There's Brandon Cooks, who somewhat interests me because, you know, he's the number one guy in Houston. So there's the guaranteed volume there. Will Fuller, who is incredibly talented, and that's kind of a bet on, um, on Tua leveling up. And then there's... There's Curtis Samuel, who I really like as a talent. Could be pretty heavily involved in Washington. I'm going to go with a second-year breakout player at receiver. Ooh, there's another guy that I like, actually, too. But I'm going to go with a second-year breakout chance at receiver. I'm going to go with LaVisca Chenault. I has love an interesting LaVisca. usage in the offense. But if he gets that rapport... With Trevor Lawrence, I think he could be really, really good. I think his he's so I think he's so fun to watch. Really I see cool him as Brandon Ayuk. Yeah, um, and I think second year <coughs> wide receivers that's where they typically take their leap now. And so I want to. I think that's a great uh, you know guy with upside for the eighth round. And so oh absolutely Tyler Boyd, Leonard Fournette, AJ Dillon, and now Will is back on the clock. Okay, um, so I have my second pick. My 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 next pick already figured out because he's still going to be there. Now it's a risk. Can um, I say real quick? I'm nervous about my quarterback getting to me. My guy Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. is projected to go within the next like five or six picks, mm-hmm. and it's a long way to get back to me. Well, that's who I'm picking. So, oh no, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, he needs Lamar's backup. <laughs> I'm gonna get up and grab my computer charger. Have fun. Thank you. Okay, well, I need a tight end still. I don't have a tight end. Um, I'm going to go ahead and knock him out. Um, I'm going to go Mike Gusecki. Oh. Yeah. Did I convince you? Uh, yeah, maybe. 
maybe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think I think it's a good pick. I, I don't. I like Mike Isaki. Um, I don't, I don't think I like him as much as you do, but I do think he's talented. I think he has a lot of potential. Um, and we'll see where he goes. I think he's obviously an athletic freak. We already talked about. If anything, about him, so you'll get like. Too, you'll get really hyped because you'll see a lot of really cool receptions. It might be right. only one of three. That it's game, the intangibles but. for the, for fantasy football. It makes yeah, sense. But Will Fuller goes next, then Brandon cooks, Zach Moss, and then Curtis Samuel. Okay. I got to pick here. Um, I think y'all are not going to like this. I'm going to go anyway. Um, I'm going to go with Mike Williams. I, I think you're getting the value Frick. steal with him. You like Mike Williams? Well, Matt Stafford got taken. Oh after. no. I do like Mike Williams though. Oh, but uh, so with oh, Mike no. Williams, you, um, you Tannehill went, didn't he? Um, and that, Jalen that's Hurts. who you wanted. Um, Mike Williams is you're getting the number two receipt. I just was, I just I kind of forgot. I can now, honestly. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, with Mike Williams, you're getting the wide receiver two with a, with a, with a potentially elite quarterback play, uh, with the second year of Justin Herbert. And he gets a lot of touchdowns. I mean, he's not that far removed from it, from, from quite a bit of touchdowns is his rookie year. So go ahead, Luke. What's Luke upset about? Luke was tr- oh. There were three quarterbacks. And they all went. Three quarterbacks I was interested in. Matthew Stafford, after Will's pick of Mike Williams, then it went Matthew Stafford, then Ryan Tannehill, and then Jalen Hurts. Those were the three that I was interested in there. So, looks like I will be <laughs> punting the quarterback position entirely. Wow. Uh, until basically my last Has picks. everyone taken, wow, has all crazy. of these teams taken a quarterback? That uh, was the... S- ma- Matthew Stafford was the second quarterback taken by Team Four. Same with Tannehill oh, for Herbert. So that's one of the interesting and hurts and hurts. All three of those are second quarterbacks. That's one of the things is like in a typical draft that probably wouldn't happen. And so, <laughs> that's so annoying. this is sleeper does it more by ADP, and so um, not as focused on team need with that mock draft. And so, me and so the guy that I was considering between between Lavisca and. This other wide receiver is still on the board. I will be taking Antonio Brown. He was really, really good last year uh, once he got really acclimated into the offense in Tampa yeah. Bay. And if he still has it, he should be good for fantasy. So then Logan Thomas goes, then Corey Davis, and then Cole is on the clock. Dude, I would have taken Corey Davis. I'm really excited about him this year. Yeah, he's really good at football. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm I'm gonna take Michael Pittman. Um, he's like just it. someone I end up always taking toward the bottom. I know Indy's a weird place right now, but I think Michael Pittman's a really good talent. Yeah, at least the high upside. Mark with Wentz, but <clears throat> they traded. Uh, so he's a, he's gonna be a second year wide receiver. They took him over Jonathan Taylor in the second round. They traded up to get him. They are very invested in Michael Pittman and. If he gets, I mean, he has a chance to level up. So I Not, like that. I, lo- I love drafting second year wide receivers late. Yeah. I was going to do the same thing as you where I just punt the quarterback position, but because of where I am and it would take forever to get back to me, I'm just nervous with this sleeper thing that there's still some teams that don't have backups yet. <laughs> and so they might end up taking my starter. I'm going to take my boy Baker. Okay. Um, he's solid. He's fine. It's such a rush-heavy offense that I, I'm out on Baker. I just think it's a but, good enough offense that there's volume. Yeah. Also, he still At has a cannon. Point, He's still launching it downfield. He, he plays the Chiefs week one, so they might have to be putting up points. Yeah. Um, Gronk goes, then Jarvis Landry. Now it's my pick in the 10th round, and I'm set at running back. I have 
Zeke, Montgomery, Mike Davis. I'm just going to keep loading up on shots on wide receivers since I have tight end locked up with Kelsey. And once again, I'm going with that second-year breakout. This will hurt Will's heart, but I'm taking Darnell Mooney. Oh, that's not who you're going to go with. Money with two O's. Uh, He has a chance to be – I mean, he'll be the second target in that offense for Chicago. Darnell Money. We'll say if if Justin Justin Fields Fields, – yeah, if Justin Fields is the guy and really it's not shows his time out. yet. He'll have a he'll have a good career, but it's not his time. <laughs> I just want to point this out. Yet. Andy Dalton has had five pre six preseason drives, and he has zero first downs. So he sucks. Man, Bill's looking good. All right, so I take Mooney. Then it goes Kenyon Drake, Gus Edwards, Devin Single Carry, and now it's to Will. Yeah, I mean, I'm, team four like must have just saw that touchdown. And Henry Ruggs. Yeah, it's Ruggs. I'm gonna go Ruggs here. Second year, you know I. Didn't love his, his rookie year. I, will, I don't think anyone really did. Uh, but I believe in the talent. I think he's a talented receiver. He's freaking fast. So I wonder what he was taken at last year. Because I, I believe it was like seventh round, maybe. Yeah, I, don't know. I can't remember the ADP for it last, but last year. Like, but it's he, like, he's one of those guys. When If you look up on our Instagram, waste of time underscore fantasy, uh, I posted plug, plug, plug. kind of my five tips and tricks to the draft. And one of them is no early what you draft late. So like 10, 10th round, Henry Ruggs is a guy I like taking a lot because, sorry, getting distracted by Isaiah McKenzie. Um, <laughs> I like taking him a lot because you'll be able to tell week one what kind of value he has. And um, like if he's heavily involved in the offense and it looks like he's going to take that leap forward in, in terms of usage rate, you can tell that early. And then if he does – you got a great value there. If not, you can cut them and open up a roster spot and no problem. Yeah. Can I be completely honest with something right now? Yeah. I am going to start deviating from what I would do because I feel like my like tips and tricks of like what I would do at the end of the draft. You don't want them stolen. I don't want them stolen. Like the, the, the early in the middle, don't like intentionally pick bad players. No, no, no. I'm not going to, (laughs) I'll I'll still pick good players, but it might not be who I would have actually picked because I'm realizing how much like ADP doesn't really matter in the last five or six right. rounds. It's all about who you like. Right. Just yeah. wanted to throw that out there. All right. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Jamal Williams here. Um, I don't really know what's going on in Detroit. Um, I, I they say they're going hot hand with the running yeah. back, so it could be. Well, uh, I know you're you're a big Swift lover. Um, I think you like him too. No, Cole. I Cole's love, the big Swift guy. I, okay, get those mixed up. I mean, um, I've got a Swiffer jet. Jamal Williams is. <laughs> Above eh, but not a ton above eh. Um, but we'll see. We'll see if um, maybe he can capture some of that, some of that backfield share. Yeah. So after Jamal Williams, defensive uh, defenses have been going going here. The Rams, Steelers, Washington Football Team, Gallup, Michael Gallup is gone. Looking at my board, there. Ooh, there are three guys I'm thinking between. I'm gonna go with another breakout chance at wide receiver basically i got dj moore and tyler lockett in the what fourth and fifth rounds they're who i'm locking into my lineup to start and then basically after that antonio brown's kind of like a safer like um i know he'll be decently involved i've just been loading up on shots at upside at receiver i'm gonna take one that is strictly a shot on upside i'm taking elijah moore who has been talk of the camp, like 
you know, he, he has shown out in New York. People really love him up there. And I think there's a chance that he's more heavily involved. We'll see that early on in uh, the Jets season. So, <sighs> Okay, I'll actually do what I would normally do. I'm taking <laughs> Philip Lindsay. <laughs> Philip Lindsay? Um, oh, I like that pick. He's the starter. Technically, he, David Johnson. You should get the first and second down mark. Philip Lindsay oh. is the um, running back one listed as starter for week one, according mm-hmm. to Houston. So... We'll see what ends up happening, but Philip Lindsay was a good back, uh, is a good back. I believe I believe he's a good back, mm-hmm. um, and he's got like a tough. Yeah, it's interesting. You'll be able to see how that plays out early on. My area that I'm not interested in Philip Lindsay is that he's not involved in the passing game and he's on a bad offense. Yeah, but at this late in the draft, he's as he's a the maybe starter. starter like he's a starter right now. You take. I don't him. mind it. Uh, Trevor of, Lawrence. Oh, sorry, go ahead. 49ers defense, Marvin Jones, Matt Ryan, back to Cole. Speaking of maybe starters, let me pick up Nelson Aguilar. Uh, maybe, maybe the starter. The one guy. Maybe mean, the number one number guy one in New England. There. Um, also, he proved that he's like still a good wide receiver, and he's not like mm-hmm. completely busted. So I could go ahead and take quarterback here um, because it's – Getting around that time where I need to, I know I have. I have also, two for picks the record, you would have been able to get a better quarterback, like before this, right? If like yeah. Team Eleven just took back to back quarterbacks, yeah. <laughs> so, Devontae Parker went, McCall Hardman went. I would be interested in Russell Gage here. Um, I am going to take a chance here. I might grab a different Week One starter like maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick later, but at this point in the draft, I'm going to take Trey Lance. And if he he has insane rushing ability, like that's his pedigree coming out of college, and if he's the starter week one, which he could be, I like the pick and yeah. I can roll him out. If not, whatever, I can move on from him easily. But at this point, I want to draft upside at quarterback, and he has that upside. Yeah. Are uh, you going to take your backup quarterback here? Yeah, so I, I'm kind of in the same boat as Luke here. Uh, I'm going to take upside with my quarter. I'm going to take Justin Fields. <laughs> Wait, uh, who has Truth. Justin Fields? He gets right. on a freaking football field. Andy Dalton sucks ass. <laughs> then it goes Hunter Henry. Wait, him too? <laughs> so um, there's still a lot of really good players on this draft board. Um, that's sarcasm. Everyone sucks. Um, At this point, neither, none of there are three picks left in the draft. Bop, bop, bop. None of us Ingram. have taken. <laughs> none of us have taken our uh, defense. None of us have taken our kicker. We've all taken quarterback and tight end. I assume. Yep. And so, basically, this is our last positional pick. Will went ahead and got Harrison went Bucker. to be the first person on kicker. I don't mind it. Russell Gage. I was hoping to get back to me there. Um. I'm looking at, yeah, I could go ahead and get my kicker if I wanted to. You know what? At this point in the draft, who really cares? Touchdown Jake Kumaro from Mitch Trubisky right there. You love That was to a see nice it. throw. It was a great Jake throw. Jake Kumaro has been apparently like the star of Bill's camp. Like he has been insane. Well, he's got a nice uh, head of hair. All right, this is one I'll know even before the season if he'll have value. Give me Deshaun Watson. <laughs> if he plays, yeah, I have Deshaun Watson. That is crazy. That that's, that's a great pairing right there. Yeah, that's fine. And it's like I may have to like 
cut Deshaun if he's not starting week one and grab like Ryan Fitzpatrick off waivers, but it really doesn't matter at this point. Cole grabs Bill's defense. I feel like there's I don't need to yeah. talk too much about these last ones. Yeah, we're just um, filling I'm, out the draft. I'm actually point. pretty high on taking a defense early. I even like the idea of having two of them. Like and offsetting the bye weeks just so someone else doesn't have it. In twelve team it's fine. Yeah. I think. Um and then I'm gonna double up. Tyler Give me Bass, Bass money. money. All right. Oh man! All right. So defense and kicker time. <laughs> Both the really Bills defense, defense and special teams. Just think of defense. Just figure out whatever has the matchup uh, for the most part. Um, give me hot rod. Why not at kicker? Yeah, we're just filling out our draft board at this point. We'll have one positional pick. I still have a Butker. backup quarterback to grab that I've just waited till the last pick for. Mm-hmm. But I know the way that this thing works, where they'll all take kickers. Yeah, likely. We're closing it down while we just fill out these last picks. I'm going to go ahead and read through uh, some of the picks. So, Will at quarterback has Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. At running back, he finished with Dalvin Cook, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. You can go ahead and make your pick, Will. I'm thinking. Okay. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Ronald Jones, and Jamal Williams. At wide receiver, he has Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, Robbie Anderson, Mike Williams, Henry Ruggs, and A.J. Green who he just picked, and at tight end, he has Mike Gesicki. Me, from the seven spot at quarterback, I have Trey Lance and Deshaun Watson. At running back, I have Ezekiel Elliott, David Montgomery, Mike Davis. At wide receiver, I have DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, Devonta Smith, LaVisca Chenault, Antonio Brown, Darnell Mooney, and Elijah Moore. And at tight end, I have Travis Kelsey. Cole has... You also have a, to pick a defense yeah, so here. I'll, sure, I'll give me the Chiefs defense. doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, I'll wait because it'll close it. Yeah. Cole has, at quarterback, Baker Mayfield. At running back, he has Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Daryl Henderson, Damian Harris, and Phillip Lindsay. At wide receiver, he has CeeDee Lamb, uh, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk, Michael Pittman, and Nelson Aguilar. And at tight end, he has Noah Fant. And I'm now taking my backup quarterback, Tua. Tua. Talk I'm fine with Lua. it. Yeah, it's a good backup. I'm fine with it. At the 15th, the la- very last. And that will close down our draft. And so, yeah, that's what we have. Woo, hour 30. Dude, that is like mentally That draining. was kind of exhausting, yeah. That but was, a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, and it was also, I think we actually gave some really good advice there. So, like, listen through before you draft. Um We'll have a poll to vote on who had the best draft on do like the Instagram, Twitter, starting roster. Like Is that, that easiest? Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll include. I'll basically include everything, but defense and kicker. Okay. But yeah, thank you guys for listening slash watching. That's basically all we have for you today. That and was, remember, Philip Lindsay is the starter. Also, Melvin Gordon is the starter, not Javante Williams. Do not take Javante Williams early. But. Let also, us, psychos. Um, let's go ahead and smash that subscribe smash button. That smash subscribe that button. subscribe button. Uh, let us know. You know, we're we're proud of our my guys. Uh, that's something fun to keep track of throughout the year. If you have my yeah. guys that you feel strongly about that you want to give your official stamp of approval on, drop that in the comments below. Or honestly, like for me, a lot of this doing this Instagram, people have just been reaching out to me. Like I've had people that I, you know, don't talk to a ton call me and like ask, Oh, Hey, I'm thinking about this trade or this and like, that's cool. Ask for stuff. And so it's 
fantasy, one of the big benefits for me is it's just a great way to connect with people. And yeah, so I agree. Connect with me. Reach out. That's what we love. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll do it too. Mm. <laughs> <laughs>